0: Welcome to Episode 9, the final episode in the AIC seasonal video series, Trinity Tide, the Teaching Season. I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church. The focus of Episode 9 is the Collect, Epistle, and Gospel readings for the 24th Sunday after Trinity and the Sunday next before Advent and the prayer book's provisions for the transfer of Sundays in years with an early Easter and consequently more than 25 Sundays after Trinity. Previously in this series, in Episode 1, presented in two parts, my focus was on the history of Trinity season, the relationship between Whitsunday Pentecost and Trinity Sunday and season, the collects, Canicles, Epistle, and Gospel Readings for Whitsuntide and Monday and Tuesday in Whitsun Week. In Episode 2, the focus was on Trinity Sunday and the 1st and 2nd Sundays after Trinity. In Episode 3, on the 3rd through 5th Sundays after Trinity. In Episode 4, on the 6th through 8th Sundays after Trinity. In Episode 5, the ninth through 11th Sundays after Trinity. In Episodes 2 through 5, I mentioned a selection of the 11 hymns to the Holy Trinity in the AIC bookstore publication, the St. Chrysostom hymnal, that were not included in the venerable 1940 hymnal. In Episode 6, the focus was on the 12th through 15th Sundays after Trinity. In Episode 7, on the 16th through 19th Sundays, and in episode 8 on the 20th through 23rd Sundays after Trinity. The illustration is a circa 1420 AD tempera and gilt on panel icon by the renowned Russian icon painter Andrei Rubelyov, originally painted for the iconostasis at the Holy Trinity Cathedral of the Monastery St. Sergeius in Sergeia Posad, Russia. As I pointed out in earlier episodes, Rublev used the three figures who appeared to Abraham under the Oak of Mamre, recorded in Genesis 18, 8 to avoid violating the traditional ban upon any image of God the Father, a tradition still honored in the Eastern Church, but which was abandoned in the Western Church in the Renaissance era. The Collect for 24th Sunday after Trinity was adapted by Archbishop Cranmer for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer based upon a collection of morning and evening prayers in the Leonine and Gregorian sacramentaries. It continues the style of praise to our generously merciful God and for His continued guidance in our lives. O Lord, we beseech Thee, absolve Thy people from their offenses, that through Thy bountiful goodness we may all be delivered from the bands of those sins which by our frailty we have committed. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for the sake of Jesus Christ, our blessed Lord and Savior. Amen. The illustration is a detail from the daughter of Jairus a second-quarter 20th century stained-glass window by Franz Mayer of Munich at St. Joseph's Villa Chapel, Richmond, Virginia, from the AIC bookstore publication Paintings on Light. Raising the Daughter of Jairus is the subject of the Gospel reading for 24th Sunday after Trinity. The Epistle reading for 24th Sunday after Trinity, Colossians 1, 3 through 3-12, continues the pattern of Pauline epistles, with only one exception read in the canonical order of the New Testament based upon their use in the Gelasian sacramentary. The pericope is St. Paul's combination of thanksgiving and prayer for the congregation at Colossae in Asia Minor, founded by his associate Epaphras. St. Paul himself had never visited there on any of his three missionary journeys. He writes in spiritual-minded language, offering thanksgiving for their confession of Christian faith and prayers for, quote, wisdom and spiritual understanding, unquote, urging them to, quote, walk worthy of the Lord, unquote, and to, quote, patient and long-suffering with joy in life's difficulties. that's in verses 10 and 11. Like the colic for 24th Sunday after Trinity, St. Paul reminds the Colossians of the source of their blessings urging them to always to be, quote, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. The illustration is a 19th century stained glass window at St. Vitus Church which is the cathedral church of the Roman Catholic Archbishop of Prague in Prague, Czech Republic. The church at Colossae was among the many congregations lost to Christianity following the decline of the Byzantine Empire and the Muslim conquest of Asia Minor the gospel reading for 24 sunday after trinity matthew 9 18 to 26 is matthew's account of an event also recounted with slightly different details by saint mark and saint luke jesus and some of the disciples are in the largely gentile region east of the galilee and called the gadarenes in saint luke's version and the time is early in 28 AD, the second year of Jesus's public ministry. They have been invited to the house of a ruler, in verse 18, who is identified in St. Luke's account by the name Jairus and as a leader of the synagogue there. His daughter lay dying the illustration is a full view of the same second quarter 20th century stained glass window by Franz Mayer of Munich at St. Joseph's Villa Chapel, Richmond, Virginia, from the, as the detail used in the collage for the day. On their way into the house, they are interrupted by a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years, who touched the hem of Jesus's garment and who was confident that merely touching the garment would cause her to be healed. Jesus, turning to the woman, said, Be of good cheer, your faith has made you well, in verse 22a. St. Matthew observes in verse 22b that she was healed from that moment. On entering the house, Jesus commanded the musicians and others to move aside, saying in verse 24, Make room, for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. Jesus ignored the crowd's ridicule, and as St. Matthew records in verse 25 and 26, quote, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl arose, and the report of this went out into all that land, unquote. I turn next to a discussion of the Anglican calendar of the church year. Certain feasts are fixed, that is, they always happen on the same day, such as Christmas, Epiphany, Ascension, and Transfiguration. Other feasts are movable. The central event in this movable calendar is Easter. If it occurs late in the year, as noted in a previous episode, there can be as few as 21 Sundays after Trinity. But what happens when Easter is very early? Then there can be as many as 27 Sundays after Trinity. We've discussed the readings for all 24 Sundays after Trinity. The next topic in this seasonal video series is provision in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer for what happens in these longer Trinity seasons. In a rubric found in small type at the bottom of page 224, the authors of the prayer book provide a system for transfer to Trinity season of services from Epiphany season. Since the problem is complex, the solution is likewise complex, with the two possible scenarios provided for. First, in years with 26 Sundays after Trinity, the Collect Epistle and Gospel readings for 6th Sunday after Epiphany, which had not been used earlier in the year owing to an early Easter, when Epiphany season was shortened, are to be read on the 25th Sunday after Trinity. Second, in the event of there being 27 Sundays after Trinity, which happens only when Easter is at its earliest possible date, the reading cycle is adjusted differently, with the Collect Epistle and Gospel readings for 5th Sunday after Epiphany read on the 25th Sunday after Trinity, and the Collect Epistle and Gospel Readings for 6th Sunday after Epiphany being moved to the 26th Sunday after Trinity. The illustration is from the AIC Seasonal Video Series Epiphany, The Manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles, Episode 3, in which the readings are discussed in the same manner as this series treats the readings for Trinity season. A further clarification was made with the 1943 A.D. modifications to the American 1928 Book of Common Prayer. Two new entries were added to the lectionary. These are the propers for third Sunday before Advent and second Sunday before Advent. Only the propers for Sunday services for third and second Sunday before Advent match the propers in the lectionary for the 5th and 6th Sundays after Epiphany. The Collect Epistle and Gospel readings for the two surplus Sundays after Epiphany moved into Trinity season each repeat penitential themes, making them appropriate preparation for the penitential season of Advent. This complicated system has the effect of preserving Sunday next before Advent, which until the American 1892 Book of Common Prayer was known as 25th Sunday Sunday after Trinity, as always being the final service in Trinity season. Sunday next before Advent is most commonly called Stir-Up Sunday, owing to the opening words of the Collect for the Day, adapted by Archbishop Cranmer from the daily prayers in the Gregorian Sacramentary. Stir up, we beseech thee, O Lord, the wills of thy faithful people, that they, plenteously bringing forth the fruit of good works, may by thee be plenteously rewarded, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The illustration is a detail from Feeding the 5000, an opaque watercolor over graphite on gray wove paper by James T painted between 1886 and 1894 in his Life of Christ series, now in the collection of the Brooklyn Museum. The For the Epistle reading for Sunday next before Advent is an Old Testament messianic prophecy from the writings of the major prophet Jeremiah, chapter 23, verses 5 through 8. Jeremiah prophesied the coming of, quote, a righteous branch, unquote, from the line of David, under whom there would be, quote, judgment and justice in the earth. That's the King James and prayer book text. The illustration is a 13th century abs mosaic of Jeremiah attributed to the Roman painter and mosaic artist Pietro Cavallini at the Basilica of Santa Maria in Trastevere a neighborhood in Rome, Italy. The Basilica is one of the oldest churches in Rome. The prophecy offers the Lord's name for the Messiah, in all caps, the Lord of our righteousness. Verse 5 is used in the Anglican Third Hour office in the AIC bookstore publication, Hear Us, O Lord, Daily Prayers for the Laity. The Gospel reading for Sunday next before Advent, John 6, 5-14, is John the Evangelist's account of the feeding of the 5,000. A longer version, including verses 1-4, through 4, is the Gospel reading for first, Fourth Sunday in Lent. The event is described with slightly different details in all four Gospels. The location is Bethsaida, a town on the northeast side of the Sea of Galilee, one of the largest in the region. Jesus and his disciples have been followed there by a crowd of 5,000, a count which includes only males, so there were likely a few thousand more, including women and children. As St. John's account notes, the Sea of Galilee was then also known as the Sea of Tiberius, after the large town on its western shore. The event occurred in the spring of 28 AD at the time of the Jewish Feast of Passover in the second year of Jesus' public ministry. The illustration is a larger view of James Tissot's watercolor of the event used earlier in small size in the colic for the day. St. John's account is the most personal of all four Gospel accounts. St. John does not mention the miraculous healings reported by St. Matthew and fixes instead on a personal account of the actual feeding. Only in St. John's Gospel do readers learn that it was Philip with whom Jesus spoke when he asked the key question in verse five to which he already knew the answer. Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? And Philip's compassionate but skeptical reply in verse 7, Two hundred denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may have a little. In verse 9, St. Andrew speaks for the only time in the Gospels, observing and like his friend Philip skeptically there is a land here who has five barley loaves and a few small fish, but what are they among so many? To which Jesus replied without comment in verse 10a, make the people sit down. St. John's description in verse 11 of what followed has a now familiar liturgical pattern followed in the administration of Holy Communion in traditional Anglican worship. Jesus offered a thanksgiving, then gave the bread and fish to the disciples, who distributed them to the people. The liturgical pattern continued with Jesus' instruction in verse 12 to collect the fragments. St. John reports the rest of the story in the context of a sign from the Greek word samian that after five thousand and more were fed there were 12 baskets of fragments remaining he offers this summary in verse 14 the closing verse of the pericope then those men when they had seen the sign that jesus did said this is truly the prophet who has come into the world With the Gospel reading for Sunday next before Advent, the final Sunday in the teaching season of Trinity, begun on Trinity Sunday, the Sunday following Sunday, Pentecost, comes to its end. The next Sunday in the cycle is first Sunday in Advent, the official start of a new church year. The Anglican Internet Church provides study materials in several different formats designed for the different ways people prefer to learn. All of these are linked from pages on our website. For example, you can watch programs in this seasonal video series and others. You can listen to the soundtrack of the same programs in downloadable MP3 podcast form, or listen to the podcast homilies for all the Sundays in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. Or, if you prefer, you can read any of our AIC bookstore publications, most of which are available in both paperback and Kindle formats. Beginning with videos, other AIC resources appropriate for this episode are first from the AIC Bible Study video series, New Testament Gospels. From the Gospel of St. Matthew, the evangelist's account of the raising of the daughter of Jairus and the healing of the woman with a blood disorder are discussed in episode 10. From the Gospel of St. John, John's account of the feeding of the 5,000, including the speaking parts for St. Philip and St. Andrew, considered in the context of St. Saint An- Saint John's reference to the seven signs from the Greek Samian, rather than the word miracles preferred by other evangelists, and the possible reasons for that word substitution are discussed in episode 39. From the AIC seasonal video series, Epiphany, the Manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles, you will find my commentary on the Collect Epistle and Gospel readings for 5th Sunday after Epiphany and 6th Sunday after Epiphany, which can be transferred to Trinity season in years when Trinity season is extended by an early Easter, and that discussion is in episode 3. In the Christian Education video series, The War on Christianity, two case studies of the Church's decline in the Holy Land in North Africa and in Asia Minor are available in Episode 4 and Episode 5. Podcast homilies for 24th Sunday after Trinity, Sunday next before Advent, 5th Sunday after Epiphany, and 6th Sunday after Epiphany are linked from the podcast homilies page. From the AIC bookstore publications, from our newest books in the Gospel of series, from the Gospel of Matthew, annotated and illustrated, the account of the raising of the daughter of the ruler of the synagogue, known as Jairus, and the healing of the woman with a blood disorder is found in chapter 9 and is illustrated on page 85 in the book. From the Gospel of John, annotated and illustrated, the feeding of the 5,000 is found in chapter 6, illustrated on page 55. In layman's lexicon, key words from the episode are miracles, spirituality, stir-up, and wisdom. In Christian Spirituality, Part 4 includes a discussion of the apostolic wisdom on spiritual warfare by two pairs of saints, St. Peter and St. Paul, and St. James and St. Jude. In Hear Us, O Lord, Daily Offices for the Laity, the text of the office for Third Hour, mentioned earlier, is found on pages 95 to 100. In the St. Chrysostom Hymnal, 11 hymns to the Holy Trinity not included in the venerable 1940 hymnal were added as hymns number 740 to number 750. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty is retained as hymn number 266. In Paintings on Light, the stained-glass windows of St. Joseph's Villa Chapel, details of the stained-glass window depicting the raising of the daughter of Jairus can be found on pages 10 and 28. In the writing Prophets of the Old Testament, the major prophet Jeremiah is discussed and illustrated on pages 21 to 28. All AIC bookstore publications are accessible using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the home page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. Finally, other AIC resources include Father Ron's blog, a page in which I post new information usually weekly, generally including at least one illustration. It is linked from tabs at the top and the bottom of the page, but can also be reached using the direct URL address on the screen. I invite you to become a follower by clicking the follow Anglican Internet Church. Uh, legend in the right hand column. Followers receive notice of each new posting from our site host, WordPress.com. Thank you for joining me for episode 9, the final episode in Trinity Tide, the Teaching Season. I invite you to watch or listen to the audio version of other AIC seasonal video series in the same format, including programs for Advent, Epiphany, Jessima, or pre-Lent, and Easter, plus special seasonal programs for the final seven days of Advent, for Christmas Eve, and for the 12 days from Christmas Day to Epiphany Eve, and finally in the christ, cross of christ thy glory a special program for good friday all are available using links on the digital library page or for the audio version from the podcast archive page i cannot bring this series on trinity tide to a close without again acknowledging richard ms Irwin, whose playing provided the opening and closing theme Reginald heber's holy 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 Lord God Almighty, written in 1827 A.D. Richard's recordings are available for download and use in local services from his new dedicated website address, https colon right slash right slash play dot hymns without words dot com. I thank Richard for granting permission for its use. Until next time, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and use its resources at www.AnglicanInternetChurch.net